Hello, Nerd Fury Podcast listeners. This is Sergey, editing intern for Nerd Fury Podcast. On upcoming episode, the boys discuss movie called Velocipaster, which is about preacher man who turns into dinosaur. Just a heads up, the boys ruined the whole film. Spoilers ahead. Maybe you watch on the Amazon Prime before you listen. If not, you have been warned. Enjoy the episode. Alright everybody, welcome to Nerd Fury, uh, where me and Jim talk about Basically, all the things that we find interesting in their culture, movies, music, comics, whatever it tickles your fancy. Video games. Yeah, sure. But no. not waifu pillows. We don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. We keep that at home. No, but I did actually went on a date with a girl one time who had a waifu pillow. Was it of you? No, because it was our first date. Oh, that would have been... Would that have been awesome or would that have been creepy? It would have been creepy but i still probably would have slept with her really but what if like she's like oh i'll cook for you and then she's like oh i have a friend over too and the friend is you as a waifu pillow and she set a place for it and gave it food uh, but but she's really hot oh what, what, like what kind of hot are we talking like here? smoking hot like, like Halle Berry hot or like uh eva mendez hot eva <laughs> then definitely worth it. Cool. All right, just wanted to make sure. I would suggest if my waifu pillow would join. Oh. <laughs> if it was Ava Marie. I, I or Ava, Ava Mendes. Maria? <laughs> well, that was a wrestler, Ava Marie, ex-wrestler. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ave Maria, the song. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, Dan. Yeah? We're going to answer the age-old question. If you had $35,000... Would you buy a souped-up Honda, or would you make a movie? Ooh, yeah, I would probably because I don't personally like Hondas. Oh, well, you so I would be a movie car. nonetheless. You I mean, if I can make, car. I can make a for thirty-five grand. I feel like I could, if I knew how to make movies, mm-hmm. and I had the knowledge base, I would think I would, I can make a Clerks because that's basically huh. how much Clerks cost. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Speaking of $35,000, yeah, that was the budget for the blockbuster smash of Velocipaster, released in 2017. I've read it was 2019. Really? According to Amazon, it was 2019. Oh, I thought I saw 2017 somewhere. Apparently, Either way, it was it's a new movie. If you want to call it that. When I saw this come up, when you suggested hey, let's watch this film because I want to talk about this. I'm like, all right, cool. And then he told me the name. And part of me wanted to be that it was a velociraptor that gained the power of speech okay. and decided in while he was gaining the power of speech, he found God and was trying to travel his name. Uh, oh. Spread its word. But in the process, he's trying to you know, jungle with his own emotions of, I'm a dinosaur. I want to eat things. Or he tries to figure out who murdered his family. But that was this film. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how probably how it came together. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. So for those of you who haven't seen it and can't put together what we're putting down, Velocipaster is a show 
a show, excuse me, a movie about a Catholic priest who gains the power of transformation into a dinosaur and uses it to fight ninjas. Yeah, you heard that right. Uh, ninjas and... Uh, Catholic ninjas. Catholic. Well, we don't know that till later on. True, very true. Spoilers. God. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, this, uh, this film, uh, we're going to basically talk about it like we don't know anything because when we did watch it, again, like when I watched it and when Jim watched it, uh, we did not have prerequisites on the film. We don't know anything beforehand. We just took it at face value that that thing existed and that we wanted to uh, review share it. it. Review, it review it and it review it like it was a, I don't know, like a, a film that Quentin Tarantino made or... Actually, yeah, because it's basically a grindhouse film. I would say that. I would say that. Even though the Quentin Tarantino obviously didn't make the genre of grindhouse, he honored it. That's a whole subgenre of movies. Right. Absolutely. But um, <laughs> so, like we like we said earlier, the budget for this film was thirty five thousand dollars. So keep that in mind when we're describing it. What we're going to try and stay away from is making fun of visual effects because we know that those cost money. So we're just gonna kind of critique it from a story standpoint, and that's what we're we're gonna start at the beginning. I loved the opening scene with the black uh, drop that says, "What did it say?" Oh, uh, yeah, it was uh, rated X by a Christian jury. By an all Christian jury, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So it just prepped you that the film isn't taking itself seriously, which I thought was very very smart. Yeah, and very frugal because I mean, how hard can it be to make a PowerPoint slide? Mm-hmm. So it starts off with the main character, Father Doug. He's uh, t- teaching a, or preaching, teaching, preaching, 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 preaching a giving his, a sermon. He's yeah, giving a sermon. Uh, I think it's the, the homily at this point. Yeah, it's the uh, end. I you, don't. Yeah. He's the lesson of the day. If I remember right, it was like uh, God will put justice to the unjust. Yep. And so on and so forth. Me. Grown up Catholic, my parents singing the choir. I noticed in the background that they had hymns, and that's you looked wh- them up. Then I you? did look them up. Okay, okay, okay. Dug up my dad's book of hymns, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> no, Blowing I mean he still sings in the choir. Oh, so okay, all right. It's still there, and I I went to, I called my dad up, and I was like, "Hey, Dad, do you have a book of hymns still with you?" And he goes, "What version?" And I'm like, oh, God. In the original Greek, please, Yeah, Father. I was like, I, I don't know. This is a like a shitty film so far in the first five seconds. I don't think they were speci- – there was a specification. Whatever's a generic one. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, here's this one that we used. So I gave it up because one of the numbers, uh, I think it was number 172, um, is a number that is very common. I mm-hmm. actually have seen that number through growing up, going to church. Quite often, and it I was like, that's got to be an alleluia mm-hmm. or something. Looked it up. And the two uh, hymns they have is a alleluia, which uh, I was like, oh god, I actually pay attention. Oh god, <laughs> 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 I paid attention at church. That's a shock. That's good. Um, and the, I mean, it's a stereotypical alleluia. Set up, but the next one was called uh, 
let all mortal flesh be s- keep silence. So I'm like, Whoa. oh, wow. So either my theory is that the church that they filmed this probably, yeah, because that was a real church. Yeah, and I was wondering for thirty five thousand dollars, they went to like their family church probably. Yeah. Um, and cool on them for letting them record a movie about a pastor velociraptor. Yeah, I'm sure that he grew up in the parish or something. Oh, like probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I and he was like, "Is this going to be blasphemous?" Oh, a little femis, not <laughs> blasphemous. <laughs> so, I I have a th- theory that they asked like, "Oh, what in this scene? What are they teaching?" And they put like the actual hymn that they would probably put in. Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, that's pretty. It's pretty smart. Pretty smart. I like it. I dig it." For the the fact nitpickers that I like to be sometimes. Yeah. Good con not like I don't think that's continuity, but just kinda like a little cheeky nod. No. Well, there's still a bunch of continuity things that later on will make up for the fact that they were correct there. Yeah. Yeah. Um so uh spoiler alert, because I mean if you watch five minutes of this film you're gonna see this, but um eventually, like all great superheroes, our main character Doug's parents have to pass away. Yeah. And, and they die in a car wreck. And Not just any car wreck. The visual effects are stunning. It is literally cut to parents. They say, hi, son. Doug answers back, oh, hi, mom and dad. Like <laughs> anyone says that from when they see their parents. <laughs> and they're leaning <laughs> up against a car, pan away, explosion, pan back, and it's completely gone. And... Uh, it's just text superimposed on the screen saying VHX exploding car. Yes. VF- VFX? Did yeah. I say VHX? V- yeah. V- VFX. VFX. Yeah. And then uh, Doug stands there and says, no! Yeah, for way too long. Way too long. Out. Way too long. And <laughs> then the next scene we're introduced to, I wonder if this could be Doug's teacher, his best friend. His He's probably the lead parishioner um, okay. or the actual padre. Oh, okay. And he's like he's the one that's just kind of helping out. I forget what uh, what it is. It's been so long since I've been at church. <laughs> um, shame, shame. <laughs> my grandparents would be like, "You're going to hell." Um, yeah, that scene was weird. Um, they were drinking wine when I presumably was the um communal <laughs> the com- wine. The communal wine and the. <laughs> Father Stewart is an older priest, and um, he says, don't worry, Doug. Parents die on you. That's what they do. <laughs> and then and he then gives like, them more wine. Yeah, and they this like, <laughs> like, here, drink your sorrows away. And they went to this, like, weird, like, cutaway. Like, it I, was, it was best weird. described as those 80s glamour shots that they used to get i had one of those mm-hmm. where it's like you're just the full body shot but then just a superimpose of your face you're a profile it was weird it was two profiles looking in on the actual actors speaking to each other who are facing the camera it right. was really weird and uncomfortable yeah it was it was weird and then like father stewart in which I actually thought was actually a pretty well-written line or yeah. solid advi- uh, advice in general. He tells Doug to go where there is no God. And Doug's like, well, I don't know. Like, why would I want to do that? Well, if you go to a place where 
because yeah, he because Doug has um, he's questioning his faith. So that's where S- Father Stewart tells him to go where there's no God, because if he goes where there's no God and he finds God, then he knows that he the faith is still strong. I'm like, wow, that's actually solid advice for person who's questioning his faith. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, wow, I'm not didn't expect that. Yes. Uh, and then you find out the place well after a montage of like him just driving with a k- stellar soundtrack this whole movie i the have soundtrack to say is incredible the soundtrack is great incredible soundtrack. if you like Whew. alternative slash punk like really raunchy punk type music this is the soundtrack for you this is the guardians of the galaxy soundtrack for b movies with a budget under 50 grand yeah i would i will confidently say that yeah and uh, apparently the the bands that uh, were features uh, featured on this uh, soundtrack, let's mm-hmm. say, um, were of bands that he used to play with or listen to, like gigs. Because mm-hmm. he, the director, used to be uh, in in a band, and these were the guys that he used to be in the same scene as him. Oh, so, so like they were local actually bands. yeah, they weren't actually like recording artists in per se. Like they probably don't have a career at this point, right? But like back then like yeah i'm like oh that's kind of cool kind of yeah. makes it even like harder to find the music because i the first thing i was like dude i gotta find this like yeah. where's this music for this shit uh so he's driving around and um oh, man. the place that he thinks of that has no god is china but china looks like a forest preserve in like new jersey Basically anywhere, yeah, anywhere Actually, but the West Coast. Yeah. And it, uh, in an interview uh, with the director, he said that in the in his notes in the script, he literally wrote verbatim um, after the title sequence of it were in China. Uh, what was it? Oh, it says in script, it says title card comes up China parentheses. <laughs> Obviously, it's fucking New Jersey. <laughs> the director's from. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, the, the director's from Pennsylvania, <laughs> and I guess this is just in the Forest Preserve in Pennsylvania. Yeah, where he's from. Oh, that's hilarious. But, but then yeah. Doug, Doug, who I'm guessing isn't isn't very smart throughout the. He, I don't know. By the way, maybe just secluded? what time period is this supposed to be in? I would say anywhere from the 1960s to like 1990 at the latest. Cause yeah, cause like the they talk about Vietnam. Uh, I'm get, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we're getting to like yeah. It's it really could. I'm saying it would. It's like like I want to say it's like latest is the, the 90s. Yeah, latest at is the, the 90s. latest the 90s. Yeah, because they had the weird look where like they couldn't they didn't decide if the 80s were still cool or if they wanted to jump into grunge yet. So. Right. Right. That was that. So, uh, yeah. So he is in China, and, and the reason why he knows that is because Doug, our hero, is in the forest in China, and then he looks down at what I presume is a compass, and he exclaims, "China is east." <laughs> <laughs> so like, God will oh not God, follow him. Were right to China is basically what they're saying. So yeah, and this is where things start. St- start Spot. to get exciting they start heating up they yeah. heat up they so heat up. there's a uh china girl chinese girl a china, china girl? girl wow dude oh, God. wow 
Yep. Wow. And I'm racist. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Just like the priests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this Chinese girl is running in the forest. She's running from somebody, and she's holding on to what looks like a dinosaur tooth. fossil yeah. of a tooth. Yeah. And she, there's a mysterious person that's, I think, also a ninja. I don't know. He's wearing all black. And he barely extends a bow and arrow that he got probably from Walmart and uh, just just shoots her right in through the chest. Yes. Oh. So our, t- our hero, Doug, witnesses this and tries to help the woman who speaks to him in Chinese and he doesn't understand Chinese. So then she hands him the fossil and he starts to run because he sees the ninjas with the bow and arrow. And as he's running, he falls and cuts his hand with the tooth. So then the next scene is is him waking up back in the church and Father Stewart attending him in the rectory? Is that where the priests sleep? Uh, y- yeah, yeah, actually yeah. it is. Okay, so yeah. they're in the rectory and Doug wakes up all sweaty and he has dreams of being hungry. And Father Stewart, I'm going to accidentally call him Dr. Stewart at least 22 more times, who <laughs> says... Uh, did you have a dream again? What did that Chinese say? And then he said, Dragon Warrior. Oh, by the way, did I say she whis- whispered Dragon Warrior to him when she had him? No, we didn't say that. But yeah, she yeah. whispered Dragon Warrior after he took this thing. Which, by the way, um, he gets cut by the tooth. Yes. And that's when, presumably, he gets infected by something. He gets the something. powers. So if he, if this, he transforms to a dinosaur after getting a staph infection from a di- fossil. I mean, I understand the hallucinations from there. That you, it's grounded in reality. Yeah, I get that. I mean, it's the most real movie I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> so By then the way, after awkward, after <laughs> I can't. It's just so funny. Awkward hugs. Oh, all over the place. Film. All over the place. All over the place. Father Stewart hugs him like gave you the impression like did he when he was younger? Maybe, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. So then there's a ton of cutscenes and montages in this, and they all kind of run together. So the next montage scene is Doug loses it, and he ends up running in the forest because he's hungry. Well, this is right after they you're introduced to the two most important characters in the film. That is very true. How could I ever forget the great Frankie Mermaid? Frankie Mermaid. Frankie Why? Mermaid. Why? Because I'm swinging in, swimming in bitches. <laughs> he's a pimp. Who um, runs pimps? Runs girls? Excuse me. <laughs> pimps uh, that runs pimps. Pimps that wow. You know dude. what? New business model. C- CEO. Pimps that pimp. <laughs> Pyramid scheme for pimping. I pimp pimps. But anyway, we're introduced to another character named Carol. Which my first thought, nice ass. Right. I know that's subjective, but she had right. a very nice ass. And she put on a very good f- performance in this movie. Yeah, she was. <laughs> those two characters that you get introduced are. Th- by far, the best characters throughout the whole film. Correct. And uh, that's saying a lot. Yeah. I mean, Doug, the the guy who played Doug Jones did a good job, I thought. He, he, yeah. bu- he played a believable kind of sequestered priest who's never met anything and gets thrown a confusing thing yeah. and then falls in love with a hooker. I could totally believe a guy like that could do it. Um, I mean, they, they actually had miniseries about that. Yeah. Not about a hooker, but about a priest uh, who falls in love and, like, has to battle through it. it used to be, a, I forget what the miniseries was, but my mom watched the crap out of it. 
She I loved this miniseries. I know there was another movie with Sean Connery and Ewan McGregor called War of the Rose or something like that. Where they were Franciscan monks and they were trying to solve a murder. Sure. It's a really good movie. Okay. It's really good. No, this one was like a, it was a miniseries, like I said, or TV show. And the f- it was a priest who falls in love with a girl but becomes a priest but still sleeps with her and in secret. And then he becomes a cardinal. And then they, f- <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's still like f- sleeping with this girl, and it's she ends. Obviously, I think he ends up giving up the priestly or something. I don't know. It's some dumb shit like that. Uh, okay, I mean, until the end, it sounded interesting. Yeah. Well, it's the basic romance novel, made to movie Hallmark Channel. Yeah. Type shit. Yeah. But sorry, we digress. Uh, back to Frankie Mermaid. So he's your typical greasy. Uh, long head, balding on the top, pimp guy wearing a hat. Kind of roughs up his girls. Roughs if up you his watched girls. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, this is the f- real-life embodiment of Carl. Absolutely. Their, their neighbor from Aqua Teen. Absolutely. And um, the best line, I think, in the entire film is after he smacks Carol and tells her to go to the park to turn some tricks, he yells across the street at another whore of his, and he said, Hey! If you shove dicks in your mouth as much as you do that sandwich, I'd be a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pause the movie and walk away after that one. <laughs> that was hilarious. So that brings us back into what we were saying before. Uh, Doug, it's time for his – he's feeling the, m- the first transformation. He feels hunger. That's yes. what he keeps repeating. He's like, I feel hungry. And then he runs into the forest, which I guess the forest is pretty close to the where the church is. Yeah. Um, and he then runs, he's, uh, before he runs into the hooker, the hooker is about to get, uh, mugged, raped, I don't, by someone who sounds like he is like the main villain. Yeah. I'm like, what is that voice he's coming up with? That was a good one. That was a good one. Sound like a, the classic, any anime main villain that's like, hey, I'm going to murder your entire family. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It was that was pretty good. Yeah. So then um, Doug shows up, transforms into, spoiler alert, a dinosaur. And I feel like they did as good as they could in this scene. I know it, it was very low budget, so the dinosaur looks like you think it would. But showing it in flashes and from, like, shadow and only just the face with the blood spraying, I thought that was still good cinematography. Yeah, as best so, as could. like, that was the one thing I was like, I was like, wait, something doesn't make sense. He went from eating his stomach spitting blood out of, out of his mouth yeah to getting up perfectly fine shooting at the dinosaur and then di- Doug the dinosaur Doug the dinosaur <laughs> Doug the dinosaur uh, hey kids I'm gonna <laughs> teach you about Christianity huh let's see how many how many people there are one well after I headbutt him <laughs> yeah. in half there'll be two. Oh, I forgot about that yeah he literally headbutts the guy and he f- breaks in half completely, and then he cuts to the uh, Carol, who you see in the background a bald mannequin head rolling in yes. the background. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which I think that I they use later in the film as well. Yes, <laughs> they just put eyebrows on <laughs> it. Really fuzzy ones. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> and then uh, cu- after that it cuts to the. Uh, the priest is naked in Carol's bed, and he's confused. 
And it's just the classic misconception. Yeah, misdirection. Um, what are you talking about? Like what are you talking about? He thinks that he had sex with her. She knows that he ate people. And he's. they're like, well, what were you talking about? We didn't have s- – we had sex, right? No, you turned into a dinosaur. Oh, that thing. Dude. Well, I thought another hilarious line was once she said, you don't remember turning into a dinosaur and eating people? Doug's immediate reaction was like so Catholic from the hip. Dinosaurs didn't exist. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we talking about? It was so funny. And then, so he's naked, like we mentioned. And they she buried the body that he ravaged. Yeah. So he asked if there's anything he can wear. So you figure, oh, she'll give him yoga pants or like sweatpants or something. Mm-hmm, the next mm-hmm. scene is him in a short skirt or a long sw- orange sweater. I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. I mean. And uh, what are those Ked shoes? Those white tennis shoes that don't have a heel? Right. And I was <laughs> I was confused. He wears that for the entire film. I know. And I, not the, the the skirt, but the shoes. And like I wrote down like when I saw that I was like apparently he wears the same size shoes as a woman. As a hooker. Yeah. And <laughs> or which so by the way, hookers in general in movies, portrayed in movies. Why does every hooker in movies are dressed up like they're in the 70s? I don't know. I think I think it's just because it's the same reason why they have to write newspapers for f- people who can read at a fourth grade level. You have Maybe. to be like, this I is mean, a hooker. Remember what hookers look like? Like when you see like modern day hookers like on TV, like in, like when like Cinemax was around when we we're growing yeah. up. Or like um, Pretty Woman. She's still yeah. dressed like she was kind of from the 70s, a little right. frilly. Well, that was technically the 80s when yeah, that film but came out. So but still, I mean. But I mean like when you see like. Things in the two thousands when those like you know those those skinny Macs that you like hid oh, from your parents. Nine thirty on Sundays. That's yeah. why my mom took them away. Real sex. Oh, um, so believable. <laughs> <laughs> that opened my eyes. I was like, what, what the fuck? That's weird. That's what's under people's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're supposed to stuff food in there? Ew. <laughs> uh, but like. The ones that they were like an episode where it was like hookers and they're like just wearing stuff that like in the seventies was just like normal clothing. Right. Is yeah. now just that's hooker clothing. Yeah. Is it? They're still kind of dressed to impress because I swear I did not confirm this, but when I was in France, we were driving down a highway and there were just women dressed like hookers, mm-hmm. high, high pink, high heels, high pink, bright pink, high heel shoes. Just bopping along on the side of the road, yeah, yeah. just side to side, listening to music. And I was just, we drove past, and me and my cousin turned to each other, and her and I said at the same time, was that a hooker? <laughs> and then when we came back, she was gone. Because she got in a car. She got it. She got tricked. She got that She got trick. a trick. They got tricked. She tricked. I don't know. How, I don't know the terminology. I don't know. But, um, so she takes him to the body. I thought tricks were hookers. No, they're turning tricks. So like the Johns are tricks. That's what I always thought. Oh, uh, I'm just thinking of like you know Hustle and Flow in the movie, um, where it was like uh, when they're trying to make it a radio friend friendly song, and he's like, "Whoop that trick." Oh, I could. I think it. I don't know. I don't know. Cause like Trick Daddy, there's no way he's saying he just. He's a ho ho daddy. Yeah, he likes hoes. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, um. So Doug rejects what his eyes see because yeah, it's very show, unbelievable. Carol shows him yeah. the dead body. He's like, no, that was you. And he freaks out and he runs home. And that's the thing that I noticed was because it was a short dress sweater oh, that she gave geez. him. His underwear was white. Yep. The whole the whole movie. Whole movie. He r- When he ran, it was black. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh, continuity. 
Uh, well, uh, we can forgive you. Well, um, actually, uh, <laughs> well, in this scene, you can see his zipper. <laughs> so, yeah. And then it cuts to him uh, just doing another sermon, which s- him spin chain, which made, made me believe that they probably did both scenes. Right. Like, bam, do this one. Yeah. Makes sense. Totally get it. And then, uh, then he goes he back to Carol, right? Yeah, he goes back to Carol, and that's when he's like, you know what? Oh, it's after he kills Frankie. Oh, yeah, because Frankie goes into the confessional, and yeah. it, uh, and it I'm, I don't want to spoil it. You take it. So Fra- uh, Frankie— So d- Doug's late right, for Doug's confessional. Late Never has been late in 16 years, right. we find out. And he goes to confessional, and in the confessional is Frankie Frankie Mermaid. Mermaid. They obviously don't know who each other are. He's smoking up. And he just talks in the about church, in the church, in he the lights church. a cigarette and blows it into so I, the I, priest part <laughs> of the booth. Or it was a joint, I thought. Was I thought it was either way. He's, it was he's a hand smoking roll, something. Whatever it was. Yeah, he's smoking something. And uh, <laughs> and he just goes off and just he's like, "Well, what was the last time you and your confession?" He's like, "Ah, fuck." Uh, he's saying he murdered people. He extorts people. Yeah. He sells like drugs. In four he days. Kills people. I uh, murdered a lot. Uh, and then he's and then he admits like, hey, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Actually, right outside this church, I blew up a car, and there was this guy outside going, "No, mommy, no, daddy." It was hilarious. <laughs> and then Doug loses control and kills Frankie Mermaid by slicing his throat. Correct. So that's when he was like, from then he was like, you know what? The hooker's right. Uh-huh. I need to use this power and kill all the de- the uh, wrongdoers. Correct. And that starts a classic 80 workout montage, which was mostly him in short shorts Doing training at the gym. Well, it was a classic 80s homoerotic workout yeah, montage. Yeah, yeah. But the best part was it started with a really, really well-timed high five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smack. Yeah. And then they hold it, and then the montage starts. And it's... Oh, man. They... Oh, God. And then you're like, you realize... He's now questioning his fatherhood because he put his arm around the girl. While they're hanging out, and he's running late, and Father Stewart is concerned. Also, there's drug-dealing ninjas. Yeah. The most over-the-top laughter. Well, they did. It was like they were trying to do the Austin Powers scene because the one guy, there's a redheaded, there's a ginger ninja being taught by an Asian person who is the head ninja? Yeah, he's the master. And, like, the the camp where they're, like, they're like kicking and then kicking and then kicking again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like they laugh and it's the like the over the top. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, like the ginger ninja is like. <laughs> and then they stop. And then, and they, then they start again. It was it was it was pretty it funny. Was, I'm not going to lie. It went a little bit too long. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but it goes. So like they do that. But then Father Stewart. And I don't. And I didn't know if they were in China, if they were in Doug's backyard, right. <laughs> in <laughs> Vietnam. No I had no idea. It all looked there, the same. <laughs> and this is what you're watching. Yeah. And uh, so Father Stewart takes, is talks to Doug, and like he's trying, like he's thinking, he's like, "What's wrong with you? Something's obviously wrong." We can't go any further without saying what Doug was reading. Doug was reading a <sighs> hardcovered book titled "Crime 2. Which means he got all the way through crime one. 
Father Stewart enters. He bobbles it a little bit, and then he covers it with a Bible, and it's clearly sticking yeah. out. Uh, it's like half the size of the book that he was reading. Like when you, like if you, you oh, t- use Father, it. I didn't know you were there. Like if you were in class and you you took the textbook and you had a comic book behind it, mm-hmm. so that they didn't think that's what he was doing. And <laughs> so Father Stewart confronts Doug about how he's been late. He's never been late for sixteen years. He's hanging out with this woman. He asks doug what the woman does because doug says carol's got a good heart yeah. he doesn't answer so father stewart assumes the worst i don't think he ever told him that she was a hooker no but he, he was, just knew oh, that it wasn't he, reputable yeah. for him to be hanging and out doug like says the line i think i'm different and then doctors doctor see i told you father stewart goes you're not different there's plenty of men like that in the church yeah i was like uh is that dick to the <laughs> It's got to be. Child molesters? It's got to It's got to be. So they get in an argument, and they start uh, quoting scripture. At each other. Yeah. They don't exist. I looked it up. Really? Yeah. It, they don't exist. So it yeah. was, which is fine, whatever. It's a movie. No one's really going to do it. But I was, you know, the purpose of this was we're supposed to, we were nitpicking all the way through, just yeah. totally destroying this thing. Yeah. Um. So then... It talks – he talks about – like he wants – he puts in a memory about his parents, and he talks about them like we never knew he had parents in the first place. Yeah, and they said and that the, Doug was their only son, and all they're doing is like the happy – Yeah, oh, like, oh, it's just happy. I'm so like, proud of you. Have fun at preschool. Because yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, one of my parents would do. So then it cuts to them, Father Stewart and Father Doug, go to this – uh, well, we can't miss the most pointless part of the movie. No, this is after. This after? Yeah, this is like he gets introduced to the guy who's going to do the seance. Right. So there's a guy that right. is a expert on exorcism because Stuart, Father Stewart, who looks Doug, like Ming from Flash Gordon. Yeah, I thought I was like, this guy's supposed to be a vampire. Or David, or David Navarro. Maybe yeah. David Navarro. Was like, is he movie. supposed to be a vampire? I didn't get it either. Well, I looked him up because I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And. He's actually a American Cuban so- folk songwriter. Love it. And Love he, that. He does Cuban. I forget what the genre is, but basically, it's that subject. It's a genre of music where. So what he dressed like in the f- movie is how he actually dresses. That's awesome. So he didn't like. They were like, he came up, showed up. He's like, hey, I'm ready to work, and he's like, oh, that's perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and this like is because he's going to this guy. Sorry to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, no, but it's um. So he goes to this crazy dude because Father Stewart can't wait for the archdiocese to okay an exorcism to exercise Doug. So he goes to this witch doctor, psychic. I, sure, he was a Cuban folk he singer. Was an ex, I remember them saying that he was a ex father. Oh, okay. Okay, and then his methods are a little different. Yeah. But he had, like, all that, like, Egyptian stuff everywhere that they kept zooming in on. Right. It was like a – he was just doing everything. Oh, it was like, like he the f- John he fe- Constantine f- of, like – Right. So, like, he fell from grace and realized that yeah. maybe we're not other the one – There's other faith with other power. Okay, got it, got it, got it, yeah. got, it got it. Okay. So then totally it cuts missed to that. Totally the most pointless thing in the entire film where Father Stewart says – Altair, who's this was the exorcist name was Altair, and he's like, I haven't seen heard that name or that name reminds me of way back when. And then cuts to Father Stewart in Vietnam, 
which also looked like China, which also looked like Pennsylvania, which also looked like every forest preserve I've ever been yeah. in, in my life. And by this point, I am loathing Father Stewart. He's not. He's just kind of like he's got that boomer racism that like he thinks he's not doing anything wrong. He thinks he's right because this is how it's always been. Yes. He doesn't want to follow the proper channels because it's inconvenient to him. So he goes to a seance guy. Yeah. He's just he he butchered the feed uh, starve a fever feed a cold thing. He <laughs> oh yeah. He flipped it. I wrote it down. Hang on. Which it, it uh, really let's be honest, everyone flips that. No one says that right say? when it, they actually yeah. use it. Because you're supposed to starve a fever, feed a cold, and he says, "Feed a fever, starve a cold." Yeah, which makes me see. Makes or you it just seem go like my route, feed a fever, fever cold. Yeah, but which Eat. makes yeah, which makes me think he he's not the best person to get advice from. So so he's in Vietnam, and he's talking to a friend, and Ali. I remembered that name. Okay, yeah. And who looked suspiciously like the dude doing the seance. Yeah, that's why I was like, wait, huh? Is that the guy? Yeah. It Which stronger like strengthened my uh, belief that it was like, oh, he's a vampire. Yeah. But then a sequence of events in this flashback was made it even more useless in the movie, but the most satisfying because it was all against Father Stewart. Right. So Ali's telling his buddy Stewart, I think Ali's his like ranking officer but still friend. Because he called him like Sergeant Stewart, but like he was the captain. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't understand. But anyway, they're just sitting there chatting and Ali's smoking a, a cigarette. They're just chatting like, Oh, I got a girl back home, Father Stewart says. Her name's Adelaide. Adeline? Yeah, I think it was Adelaide. Yeah. But like, yeah, oh it's like, Oh, she's a pretty girl. I'm like, Okay, sure. She, yeah. Um <laughs> and they just like he gets shot. Ali just gets shot and he's like out of nowhere they're just talking which was like pretty common in, like, yeah but he know, was saying you know honest. ali never took a bullet blah 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 yeah. blah. then he takes a bullet takes a bullet and he's crying about it and he's like in the middle of writing this is father stewart writing the uh well let's back up one second uh-huh. i just got one thing to add when ali gets shot yeah his cigarette's still smoking while is he's bleeding really? to death <laughs> 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 which made me which was kind of funny making it seem like he just smoked cigarettes so often it was just his body was still yeah, inhaling yeah, yeah. it while dying. So <laughs> Stuart is middle of writing his um, the letter to Ali's parents saying like I, Which was I, titled Dear Ali's Mom and Dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know his last name. Oh, so it was so cheeky and funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. And then out of nowhere, in the middle of Vietnam, his long lost love, his girlfriend back at home, Adeline, Adeline, Adelaide, comes running after him. Adelaide, Adelaide, ever loving Adelaide, stepped on a trip mine and went and exploded all over uh, Father I Stewart. I didn't know where you were going with that, but yes, that's what happened. Neither did I when I started. Um, Yeah. And that was the happiest I was. And I there was, was like, so you. much blood. More pain for him. I want more. Yes. And then his other buddy comes up to him and says, I don't think we can save her. She's too far gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. She was liquefied. <laughs> now we're back at the seance. <laughs> so, yeah. And the seance is back at the seance. And the seance triggers a transformation. And my dreams and my wish got uh, granted 
and uh, Doug gets transformed. So you thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, you wanted Father Stewart to die. Oh, yeah. Oh, see? Twist. So Didn't twist. see the twist. But it was like the movie was like, no, not yet. Yeah. You'll get it. Soon. Yeah. But Father Stewart gets his eye ripped out. Yeah. You presume that he's dead. Yeah, that Doug killed him. Yeah. And then Cuban mysticist says, what have I done? Have we let the devil out on the world? And he does that evil laugh, too. So I didn't I didn't get that part. Yeah. So like that whole part. Yeah, I didn't understand why it was in the film because no. it really didn't build to anything except that Father Stewart served in Vietnam and knew shady people. It was like, oh shit, we needed to fill some time. Yeah, let's just throw this in here because he could already transform basically at will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he was trying to get him to describe it. He said that he was hungry. He well, he wasn't really. Yeah. He didn't accept. Well, like you would assume that he had full control by this point. Otherwise, what was the point of the training montage? Yeah. And um, so we cut back. So you think he's dead, and he finds Carol, and he's just like, oh, my God, I killed Stuart. Yeah. And cut to um, ninjas come in, and amazingly, there's an Australian ninja who's oh. out to get Doug. This is when he was in the forest, yeah, before yeah. he went to Carol. Yeah. Because he was in the forest wandering around because he was sad. And then the ninjas oh, found yeah, him, yeah, then yeah, he yeah. went to Carol. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And he fights – the Australian uh, ninja was like basically reading his rights. Yeah, he was kind of doing like like a Steve Irwin thing. He's like, "Oh, there's a dragon warrior. That's who we've been tasked here." And there's two other ninjas with him. Right. He talks to a ninja who's actually Asian, and he's just saying, "Oh, I'm going to die to this Asian warrior while <laughs> thinking about a, a girl." Yeah. And the dude writes Every down typical Asian. Yeah. Noise. It oh. was. Oh, I will die to the dragon warrior. <laughs> and then the the head Australian guy also. Me and Dan wrote down Australian Ninja in our notes. Yeah. We watched this movie separately, by the way. I mean, this is the most diverse group of ninjas I've ever seen in any kind of movie. Yeah, I really thought they I were mean, xenophobic. I mean, it's very forward-thinking in that yeah. <laughs> He He basically... I mean, <laughs> goddamn, Iron Fist didn't even get that right. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I mean, it had millions. A- the Avatar The Last Airbender movie didn't get that right. No, millions of a budget. Yeah, and just like... So the Australian guy lines up their strategy of attacking the dragon warrior. He says, you go left, you go right, I'll go up the middle. And then he writes it down Yeah, because he had to check something. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they get murked by right. the dragon warrior, the Velocipaster. And then, yeah, and it gets it cuts to Carol's going back. She's in her apartment, and she turns around, and she sees that um, Doug is passed out. Under um, a bunch of newspapers. Yeah, like he's like, like he was been outside, like a homeless person. But like she had covers and he's slept there before. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And by the way, how do you get in there? I don't know. Do they just sneak into an Airbnb? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But it w- whatever. Anyway. I mean, so my fa- the, my favorite sequence was he shows the the cut. He been he's presumably he got stabbed. He got scratched. Yeah. And he's literally. Basically, it was said to her, I'm dying, and she, where she replies, oh, my God, fuck me. Yeah, and then they have sex. Did they? I don't – so, like, it was, like, a weird, like, demolition man montage that made me super uncomfortable, and then, like, Brady there Bunch was, shifted yeah, that was to, the, like, a montage nine different squares and then, like, no smooching. no actual yeah. sex in it. Yeah, and then they wake up – Aggressive well, they, hugging. Yeah, there's a lot of aggressive hugging and then, like – 
hand touching and giving each other the ooh, ah, ooh, yeah. ooh, googly eyes. It was very uncomfortable because it, it went like six minutes too long. Uh, yeah, and this is the point, part of the film. Actually, way back when um, it was the Vietnam scene, that's uh-huh. in the at the point in the film that I was like, okay, they can't be serious in this film. This cannot be a serious film. Yeah. Like, I thought they were definitely doing satire. Yeah. And so in this sex scene, they go through the entire first three quarters of the film. This is 45 minutes into the film, and they've basically recapped the entire film up to that point. So you could really just start the film at 45-minute mark and save yourself that time and just watch the film in 20 minutes. And, and the movie's only an hour and 10 minutes. So, like, yeah. it could have just been a made-for-TV episode. But uh, then uh, next scene is them sleeping in her bed. Presumably they had ha- have had intercourse. And ninjas. out of nowhere, ninjas! Right. Three ninjas. They just show flew up. Flew in through the windows. Yeah. And actually, Carol took out two, and he took out one. Yeah, she, for a hooker, she knows how to fucking fight. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. And now you know because the ninjas are after him. Final battle's coming up. Oh, Plus, yeah. I paused it to see how much longer the movie was, and there was 20 minutes, so I knew the final battle was coming up. So when they're walking to the final battle, and it turns out he's got a leather jacket. Oh, no, jacket. He has, there's, he, the, best, the other best part of the film. Oh, boy. Oh, right. Stuart's alive. Stuart is alive. And he's in the group, or in the clan, and they tell him about what his— He's got an eye patch. He's got an eye patch over his glasses. That's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And he is—he's uh, been shown around. They don't want to kill, really. No, they don't because the ninjas are really Christian radicals. They are. They call themselves the Templar ninjas. Yes. For those of you who don't know, the Knights Templar were the militant arm of the Catholic Church during the Dark Ages, and then they didn't like them anymore, and they genocided them on one night. It's—they have a bad history. The so, nice Templar. Yeah. So their big plan, the big master plan, you know, every part of the film, the main bad guy is going to explain what he's doing. He explains that the reason why w- they are pumping drugs, they're pumping drugs, crack cocaine. That's two times cocaine. as addictive as regular cocaine. Right. Crack so nice, it's so tense. And crack. They... They are the reason why they're distributing it is so that people get addicted to it and have to go to help self groups. And what happens at help self groups? You find God, and that will produce. Well, they're going to pull the cocaine after people get addicted, so they're yes. only doing it to lead people to the church. So okay. they think, yes. which is the good part of every bad guy, that they're doing the right thing. Right, right. So it's a well-written bad guy. So, in my opinion, yeah, Stewart, and he asked Father Stewart if he wanted to join. Yes. And Father Stewart's like, no. And then... It's not right to threaten people and convert them into Christianity, which is literally what the Catholic Church has done since ever. Yeah. Then he dies. By? An arrow. But the guy stabbed him with it. Which, yes. Which seems like a bad use for an arrow. Well, that's not unheard of. I've seen that in other films. You saw that in Lord of the Rings. Legolas stabbed one dude in the eye with it. I think Rambo done that. Rambo done that. Rambo done that. Rambo done that. Hey, wait. Rambo do that. Rambo done that. Rambo done that. 
But yeah, yeah, I just thought it was weird that he randomly had an arrow sitting around yeah. that he must use to practice calligraphy or stab people with. So yeah, so then so he's dead finally. For real. Um, and uh, that's when the f- real fight happens. The final fight. Doug finds his James Dean jacket with his the tight fonds. jeans, with the tight jeans yeah. and the he white is shoes. Straight Fonz. He is. <gasps> yeah. He is. I mean, it's the class that leather jacket is used in so many different badass films. Yeah. People. The original the Terminator. Guy, original Terminator. Uh, James Dean. Truth. The Fonz. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Mad, Bo- Mad Max. Basically, uh, anytime you're wearing a leather jacket, you're a badass. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's guaranteed. I mean, Grease? Danny Zuko was the man. Yeah, it was. He was the man. So, yeah, that's why. So, he's in his, like, badass film. And, and he's got actually, nunchucks. Actually, I think it was Grease, because Carol's getup was, like, something that oh, could be off of Grease, too. Oh, it was, because it was just, like, a black onesie. Yeah. Tell me about it, stud. Like, Dinosaur. you know what it probably was? She had an outfit where she went as Sandra D and gave him the leather jacket, and she kept the onesie. Maybe. Probably. If he, that's what happened, like that's clothing. awesome. That's awesome. So, the final fight happens. He's got nunchucks. He's got nunchucks that he never uses. I don't know. Like, the other ninjas that jumped him didn't have any weapons. No. Well, so they I don't didn't have... Listen. They didn't have the funding for it. I'm, that's true, and but, like, I'm, I'm just looking for continuity yeah. stuff. So, um, you find out the biggest twist is that the ginger ninja is his fucking brother. And then they flash back to the montages, and that it's just funny. It's just them ignoring him. Like yeah. they drop, they drop Doug Jones off to preschool, and he says, "You're my only son." And they're in a hatchback, and then the ginger brother pops up, all sad. <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts his sword down and says, "I won't stain the blade of my ancestors yeah. with your blood." When I was like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, "He's your what brother? Ancestors? Like we just—he's your brother. You're related." Yeah. And then Doug uses that. To grab the blade and says, "Your With ancestors." Telekinesis. Yeah, I didn't. I whatever. Your your ancestors are my ancestors, and then he stabs his brother in the dick. In the yep, and it's spraying blood everywhere, and he's uh, loving it. He it ba da ba ba ba. Yeah, and then meanwhile, again, Carol takes on three ninjas, beats them up. Doug takes care of his brother, who was probably not the best fighter, in my opinion, because no, there was did. a black guy there, and he could probably kick everybody's ass. <laughs> The guy, that guy was another stereotypical. He just, like, all the white people are fighting, and he's just staying back there, and he's like, the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> and then they, the, all the ninjas are down except the black guy. The black guy turns to the tent and said, I couldn't hear what he said. I assume he calls out a dude's name. So then some tall other white ninja comes out. Carol stares at him. He reaches slowly behind his head. Oh, he's coming out. He's holding a, a sword across his shoulders. Like yeah, he's trying to be water. like the, you know, the cocky nonchalant. Yeah. Carol stares at him, and she's got like, uh, like something tying her hair that looked like a ninja throwing star. Yeah. So I thought she was gonna use that. I don't. I didn't see if she ever did. But so this guy keeps walking, draws his sword very slow. She keeps staring at him, and he just slashes her right in the freaking chest. Yeah. And. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Doug gets mad, turns into the Velociraptor, and I understand that it's a low budget film, but I kind of like that fight scene. They did the best they could, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it was good. He headbutted. They fought. They kicked him a little bit. He ended up killing everybody. Well, it had to be somewhat good because it was the most you see of the <laughs> – So, the way they made it, it looked kind of derpy because it had, like, a weird, like, nerd neck almost. Yeah. So, I don't know how they made it, 
but I don't know why. Whatever. I don't know. I've never made a movie for $35,000, so I don't know what I'm talking about. So then, like, he defeats all the, uh, well, like, he defeats all the ninjas, but the the headmaster, the guy who's Who taught his brother how to laugh. Who taught taught his his brother brother how to laugh. laugh, uh, Shoots him with an arrow that has a a poison that inhibits. Anti-venom is what he said. Or whatever. It inhibits him from transforming. And he speaks in actual English and sounds like Yoda. A little bit. <laughs> like, I didn't I didn't understand what accent he was going for right. a lot of the time. But anyway, he was a pretty good bad guy. Right. Whatever. And the f- he's, like, just gloating, gloating. And then Doug just says, well. Wait, hang on. Wait, here what? it is. He says, Velocipasta, do you have any last word? And then Doug says, just six. I think my hands are immune. <laughs> And rips his head off. And and it's a mannequin with bushy eyebrows. Yes, and he stares at it and yells at it for too long while it's still spraying blood. And then he goes, oh, Carol! Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to, uh, he finds Carol into, like, I presume that Carol's dead. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it cuts to the hospital. And a doctor <laughs> just... just Again, the I still room. don't know what decade it is because he's wearing the leather thing with the big magnifying right, glass like on it. like you get from, like, uh, Halloween Town every Halloween. Yeah, and he says that he did it. Then he crosses it. He grabs an ashtray. Yeah, and finds for buds, like a homeless person. Yeah, and and lights it and smokes it yeah. and then brags about, about how good of a surgeon mm-hmm. he is and then says, I think she's up for visitors. Yeah, it's like she's probably be, a, be able to visit her right now. Like, wink, wink, yeah. nudge, nudge. He goes over there, and he's like, oh, how are you feeling? And she's like, I'm fine. And then signals him to get closer to his ear. And then she says, I'm fine. Yeah, I... And then it superimposes, she's fine. Yeah, I just... And the moon... So she's fine. (laughs) So Doug gets the love of his life. He has to leave the church because the last scene... The church is the villain. Yeah, the church is the villain, if if you didn't catch on. So... And I really hope that there's a second movie because this ends kind of like Blade does, the first Blade, where like Which, it's just him way, and one guy. I love guy. the bounty they get. Like you have a bounty on the church for one billion dollars. Yeah, like, again, what? like, what decade is this? Also, he's got a Chevelle. Yeah, he's got that. He's got his leather jacket. He's got his gal. He's got his muscle car. And then she goes, he's like Europe, Asia, South America. There's a lot of places to clean up. And then Carol says. What are you going to do? And he takes off his sunglasses and says, what I do best. Film ends. It was, yeah. it was great. Which I would definitely give it a watch. That, uh, f- all right. So seeing that for the first time, I took it for at face value. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. How is this in existence? Yes. So I looked up. I was like, all right, now I got to research the film. How it was made. See if that's even out there. I was able to find a couple things. I love it. Pretty interesting. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, all right. <coughs> <laughs> um, the entire film was a spoof. Okay. It was it just purposely it w- it bad. waffled a little yeah, bit. It was purposely bad. Yeah. He wanted to be a spoof of Grindhouse films. Okay. And oh, okay. Then nailed it. He said when he interviewed, I watched. There was an interview that he explained everything. And um, it was, like I said, a spoof of the Grindhouse film, and that he knew going in that people are either going to love it 
or they're going to hate it. Yeah. And he's like, I don't even know if the joke was going to land. Yeah. And I was like, no, it didn't really land. <laughs> well, I didn't love it or hate it. Would I watch it again? Yeah, to show it to somebody else because yeah. it's 110 minutes. And, I, can, and I and I know the secret. You fast forward to the sex montage yeah, yeah, and it tells yeah. you the whole movie. So uh, that explosion in the beginning that was supposed to be visual effects, was supposed to be visual effects. Originally, that everything that was like was written except for that. Okay. That was supposed to be. They had originally planned to have a little toy car with a stick of dynamite and explode. Oh, that's funny. But he thought it was even funnier to just have the. Yeah. Like I had it just like that, and when I showed it to friends that asked about the film, they verbally laughed out loud. So I was like, "Well, I gotta keep it that way because." That like that basically will tell you how the film is. Like if you don't get it, then you're not gonna get the other the rest of the film. Right. So. Right. He's just like, <laughs> I showed this to he was like I showed this film to my grandfather, and he's a Catholic, and he didn't say anything. And then at the end of the film, he goes, "So what are we having for dinner?" <laughs> <laughs> um. So there was like a lot of things like, the only professional actors in the film were Carol and Doug. I can totally tell that. Yeah, so, and I Doug can totally was not so like Doug worked at the Kickstarter the company uh the company Kickstarter company that he was trying to get f- um funding for. The director was trying to get funding for. Okay. He originally had a guy to be Doug and he had family obligations that he couldn't do it. So then Doug said, "Hey, do you mind if I send you I don't know who the real actor is. I didn't care." Um, uh, he was like, "Hey, can I send you a reel?" And uh, like this, because I'll I'll be Doug if you want. So he sent him a reel, and he was like, "Oh my god, this guy's killing it!" And I was like, "Kill a strong word." Well, it, for yeah, I think he did um, okay. Yeah, you know, um, the he's believable. So like after all that, you know, like everything's I've seen worse acting performances yeah, in actual movies. Friends and family. Yeah. Father Stewart is the director's dad. Yeah. And he goes, I cast That's the this. dude who said what's for dinner? No, that was his grandpa. Grandpa. Oh, okay, got it. Okay. So Father Stewart is the director's dad and he casted his dad um for Father Stewart because he knew that his dad was gonna be god awful. That's but he was awesome. like but my dad wasn't that bad. He played no. it very straight. Yeah, he did. But I was surprised. He delivered his lines not half bad. I was kind of shocked. Like, I, I mean, he's supposed to be kind of shown as a, a an old man who doesn't want to change and thinks he knows what's right. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. So, and then the, the other thing that I found was like, okay, that's actually kind of impressive. The dino suit. Yeah. Was free. Oh, okay. Had, All right, that answers my question. He had made the suit in high school. He had had the suit for 12 years before this film was cr- – he started in 2017 when he f- was when he filmed it. Oh, that's he said what I they, uh, He was in high school. They were trying to do – he was in the uh, – what's the, what's the club for in high school? Drama. No, Pep. for um, AV club. A- oh, oh, okay, got it, yeah. yeah. Like the um, kids from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they were they wanted to make a film, so they used school budget to create this dino film. 
and it was going to be like this. It was I think he said like the title was going to be like the last dinosaur, and it was going to be this gory thing. Uh, and it was ho- like they're all in high school, so it was probably going to be amazing. Yeah, in high school, that dinosaur suit is amazing. That is no, absolutely. Um, and the principal he saw the script, he read the script for them, and then said it was too gory, so he botched that idea. But they he d- he's like, well, he didn't say that we had to throw away the suit. So, so you kept the suit. So he kept okay. the suit. And That's a really good dinosaur suit for making it in high school. Yeah. So the guy who cr- he didn't direct it, didn't create it. He like helped, but the actual guy who created that suit went on to be to win an Academy Award or Emmy. What's TV? Emmys. Emmy. Yes. Um, I should know that. I always confuse myself with that. Uh, Might have been a Grammy. Could have won a Grammy. He is the uh, makeup artist for The Walking Dead. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, the suit moved. He's like, you he probably doesn't even know that this thing still exists. Yeah, like, the suit moved. You knew it was a dinosaur. I mean. But here's the thing. They didn't design it in high school. They didn't design it for anyone to see, breathe, or hear. Yeah. So all that movement was the actor inside was blind. And did not do anything. So all those So the ninjas are like throwing themselves at the guy yeah. so that he hears sound and he whips around and yeah. then they react. He's That's just flailing cool. around aimlessly and the stunt team had to basically create the fight from him. That's pretty that's awesome. That was why like one of them was like I think you remember like in the final scene, like one just kind of jumps over him and just kinda yeah. and then he's like, Oh, I'm falling down. Yeah. That's dude. DVD commentary. This is clutch stuff. I know, right? This is clutch stuff, man. So, um, one of the last things, oh, let's put this in the back. Um, come a little, little, little tricks of the trade type of thing. So, if you ever want to create scratches mm-hmm. or an age in a film without any digital software or anything, uh, since, you know, Keep in mind, $35,000 was the total budget. And the blood was pretty believable. Yeah. It looked – I, I mean, you, you knew it was Halloween fake. Shop, yeah, pack, yeah. And, you know, but still, it like – Capsules. I mean, they, they did what they could, could with what they had. from, yeah. I think, the old slasher films. It was corn syrup and red food dye. Yeah. I mean, it's something that – But that doesn't splash what they were trying to go for. No, they probably watered it down. Yeah. but Probably just water and red food dye or something. Yeah. But um, still, pretty good so effects for a $35,000 film. Yeah. So that to create that look, that aged look, because he wanted an aged look, because that's the a very um, distinctive quality to Grindhouse films. Very scratchy, um, like it's something oh, like because a film like you see you just picked up from the side of the road or something like that. Yeah. And to get that, he or w- or one you recorded off the TV, so yeah, it skips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the um, to create that effect. The director, he lived in a one-bedroom apartment. Okay. So he actually produced or – no, not produced. Edited? Uh, huh? Edited? He edited – well, yeah, not – yeah, edited and um, uh, the whole film in the, his bathroom. Whoa. Yeah. So he – to create the scratches, he just dragged the film because he was just using regular, like, 8-millimeter film type thing. Like on the real reels. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He wow. dragged the um, – because that's the only way you could get to this effect. Yeah. Like I said, without software. And regular film, he dragged the film across all the surfaces of the bathroom. That's what gives that scratches. Because film, 
really like you can kind of like put a dust particle on it and it's going to scratch right um to get that aged the aged look before filming you put the uh, the film in a 200 degree oven for like 10 minutes film it then after filming you throw it back in the oven and you put it in the oven you basically bake it for 20 minutes together and what? that's what gives that yellow hue like an oh, old like, like the Xena Hercules shows yeah, in the early yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. got it. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. It's just I don't know, it was just amazing. So like, all in all with this film being only $35,000, it's very good. They yes. tried to use things that they used in other classic films where they only saw you only saw the head of the dinosaur, you only saw the the hand of it. Yes. You only got hints and whispers of everything. So, directorially, it was pretty good. Um, the acting, I'd give it a solid B minus. Yeah, 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 I would go C. I go B minus because Carol was way better than I thought she would. Doug hammed it up because it was supposed to be satire. Right. Pat, well, Father I mean, like, Stewart, they basically found out, and ba- I'm basically giving it a B minus because of Frankie Mermaid. <laughs> he uh, he puts that ball curve. Yeah, he he, he he wrecked it. He wrecked it, man. Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I would have enjoyed this film 20 times more if I watched the interview first. Yeah. Or oh, listen, I should yeah, say yeah, listen yeah, to the yeah. interview first. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, not hearing about this film and just stumbling upon it. Yeah. I took it like I – it was like that time when you – first time you see the original Evil Dead. Yeah. You didn't know if – you could – you're laughing, but you didn't know if they were trying to be funny yeah. – or they're trying to be serious. Yeah. But if they do a second one, I hope he kind of like, because he said, talked about like he may do a second one and there may be a spinoff of Frankie Mermaid. <sighs> oh, prequel to Velociraptor Pastor. Yeah. Oh. Well, he, or like he may just come back with like this scratch. So he's yeah. Because yeah. I mean, this, he just got Frankie cut. Mermaid. He, didn't, he didn't necessarily die. Oh, he could be a recurring villain against a Velocipaster exactly. TV show that's animated. Kills everyone he loves in every film. Oh, beginning of every film. Oh, man. I'm excited. So, yeah. I mean, it's – is it worth a watch? It, yeah, I, absolutely. If you want, if you want I would something watch interesting, this. like completely different than what you're normally watching. If you're hungover on a Sunday and you order in a bunch of greasy food, turn this on. It'll brighten your day. This yeah. is what me and my brothers used to do. We would skim through Netflix. That's how we found Wolf Cop, which was ridiculous. Right. Just take some time and find these. I don't know if you call them gems, but they're like f- interesting rocks that right. you find deep in Netflix or on Amazon Prime or like what at Hollywood Video you used to find those random one cassette tape, <laughs> VHS tape things. And you're like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. It never usually No, is. It's, it's not. But, you know, like Piranaconda, that's a fun movie. Yeah. Croctopus, yeah. fun movie. Sharknado, such a fun movie. There's like eight of them, and they included it in the in Magic the Gathering cards. It, mm-hmm, it made mm-hmm. it into pop culture. That's how good it is. So, yeah. So, um, I think the next, like, movie we should watch, like, there's a couple movies I want to watch. Yeah. Next time we do this, um, Dave Makes a Maze. I've heard it's actually pretty good. I'd be interested in it's that. It's basically a guy who makes a cardboard maze that ends up growing and growing and growing. And uh, apparently, like, in that film, uh, they only made each room 
two at a time. So when they were filming in one room, they were building the second room. Oh. While to, and then it would go into that next room or part of the, the maze. Mm-hmm. And then while they were in that one, they would disassemble that previous thing and make a new one. Like each m- part of the maze in the movie lasted four hours in the entire film. That's super yeah. cool. I think it's creatively wise, this was really cool. So we have that. We have uh, Spaghetti Man of a man who eats radioactive spaghetti and becomes a crime fighter from basically, shooting spaghetti. Basically racist Italian Spider-Man. Yep. And um, and that one samurai cop, samurai cop looks cult fantastic. Classic. Also, Dark Horse, Killer Sofa, which is about a mutant lazy boy that eats people who falls in love. So it's also a love story. So with the Nerd Fury podcast, I'm Jim Lovecheck. He's Dan Granado. Go watch Velocipaster. If it had even double its budget, it might have rivaled Kung Fury. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can tell that like 250k. Yes, and you can tell that there was love behind it. It wasn't just made right. to be made. So I think so. The next one, maybe they give Who it knows? 100k. You see never what know. happens. They I mean, update this is the dinosaur the suit. Second film. Yeah. So. They update the dinosaur suit. It's a way better movie. No, you keep that dinosaur. Suit. No, you upgrade it. You keep that. Dinosaur you upgrade suit. it. You keep that dinosaur. Suit. You get. You go to an old theme park in Russia and you find an old dinosaur animatronic. No, those and you are steal real. that shit. That's not real, dude. It's no, Russia. I'm not saying go to Chernobyl. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, if you if you think that this was silly, let us know. If you think it was stupid, let, let us, us know. know. If you watch Pastor and want to talk about it, let, let us know. Let us know. <laughs> See you guys. See ya.